One of the biggest mistakes I made as an entrepreneur and a business owner is, I do not suffer from this anymore, is thinking that everything's working. And as I'm building my business, I get excited because I'm hitting my goals. I'm like, yo, this is working. But now I realize that there's always something broken. Going to the next level requires, especially from a CEO standpoint, is knowing that something is broken. I'm always looking for the holes now. I'm not really, obviously you want to lean into the stuff that's like, that's actually working. And if it's working, we got to double down on it. Like my guy, Dave, he's running the ads and the ads were working. He's like, yo, this is the return. They're working. But in my mind, they're broken. If it's working, why aren't we spending more money? It seems like if we're spending $10 a day and we're making $20, why don't we just spend $30 a day so we can make 60? In my head, right? So there's, I'm always looking for how can we improve upon what's seemingly working and how am I, how do I like start looking for the stuff that is preventing us from reaching another level of success? So wherever we are right now is the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. So whatever money you make right now, that is the best you can do based on who you are right now. But if you're looking at the you two years from today, you'll realize that you're doing a bunch of stuff wrong. So what would you tell you? What would you have told yourself two years ago? And two years ago, you couldn't tell Donnie that she wasn't lit. Like you can't right now. You can't tell me that the stuff that I'm doing isn't effective. It's working. Yeah. But two years from today, I'll look back and say, yo, if I could have been, if I could have told my 37-year-old self this. So I, I really started getting caught in the hype and the accolades and all the stuff that I'm doing everywhere I'm going. I'm telling people, y'all sold 20 t-shirts today. Liddy. And I start teaching on my strategy on how I sold 20 t-shirts. But now I look back and I was like, I was just so young and arrogant and thinking I was doing something. If I really focused on why I'm only selling t- 20 t-shirts versus the fact that I sold 20 big t-shirts, I'd have probably started selling 40 faster. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big mistakes I made. When we started saying we're going to shoot for it, so we were saying we're going to shoot for eight figures. When we say that, what do you think that means? It doesn't just mean I'm going to make eight figures. Or if you want to make six figures, you need to shoot for seven. Shooting for seven doesn't mean just coming up with a number and saying, yo, I'm going to make seven figures. What that means is we have to plan and create a strategy on how we're going to actually realistically accomplish this. And most of us in this room have never spent time on it or we've done it once or we wrote down a couple ideas of what we're going to do. But that's not a plan. Ideas and a plan is different. An idea is we're going to rob a a bank. The plan is, yo, we need to go scope out the scene. We need to get as many. We need to find who does what. If you list, if you watch one of those bank robbery movies, they always handpick what they need. They need a grease man, like the person who can like slither in certain like who who's small enough to crawl through the crawl space. We need the muscle. We need a driver, hey. right? So, I think we really need to. Yes, what happened? Okay, we need we need to spend some time on 
What does it mean to actually go for it? Attractive people get, get, uh, is it easier, let's say as an entrepreneur for attractive people to build? Yes and no. So I believe that it's easier for you to get your foot in the door for Mm -hmm. sure. I believe that your outward appearance, unfortunately, definitely has something to do with why you're able to get certain opportunities, but it's harder to keep them when you're attractive, especially when you're dealing with the opposite sex, because at some point, oftentimes men will try you like Mm -hmm. the opportunity that's extended is not always based on your skill set It's based on my level of attraction to you or vice versa. And after a couple of meetings and a couple of masterminds and brainstorming sessions, it becomes, we should go out for a drink. Mm. And then it becomes awkward when you say no, or when you go out for the drink and you go home at the end of the night. And so being in that situation is not ideal. Like I think people who, and let's be clear. I don't think people are ugly just, you know, for the people who are watching. They never met nobody ugly. (laughs) 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 Okay. Keep going. I believe that people are what society generally deems as unattractive. Mm -hmm. And I think once they get in the room, it's solid because you got there on merit. Yeah. Yo, you know what? I would, I would, in that serious question, because, well, honestly, I've definitely um, shown up with Donnie for a particular reason. You know what I mean? Because she's going to work the room and all the guys are going to be like attracted to her. And then she has like this biz- this brilliant business brain. And then, you know, we can like make some stuff happen. Right. Mm-hmm. But has it been a challenge once you draw the line and it's like, yo, this is not what's happening. Do you see like separation? Like, Story. I don't want to give you opportunities. You know this. Story of my life. Yeah. Which is why so many people think I have such masculine energy. I don't for yeah, real. Anyway, it's why people think I have it's such It's not what people think. It's not as much energy. as It's what think. I give off to people. It is, and I'm okay with that. I am okay with that because there is no gray area with me. Mm-hmm. It's black and it's white. It's we do business or we do adult stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you do adult stuff, you can do business too. But not all the time when you do business can you do adult stuff. Let's just talk about something else. Let's talk about something like else. <laughs> Uh, very first mistake that I've made as a business owner uh, was waiting until I felt like everything was perfect before I got started. And that has happened over and over in different stages of my business. So in the very beginning, waiting till I felt like everything was perfect before I quit my job and became full time. Mm. Waiting until everything was perfect to put my marketing out there. Waiting until everything was perfect to drop this offer because, you know, I don't know. Waiting until everything was perfect to do what I do now because I didn't think that I knew enough. There will never be a time where all of the pieces of the puzzle are on the table at the same time. When you're working on a big idea, anyway. When we're working on small ideas, the pieces can be there. Oh, for sure. You can perfect those. But there will never be a time when you're working on a grand idea that perfection will be a part of your equation. Mm. So we got to throw perfection out the window. But there has to be the balance of getting it right. Yeah, you got to get it. That's the thing. So I don't look for perfection necessarily. I decide what the end result looks like. Mm -hmm. And then I try to just do a little more. So I'm an overachiever. Mm -hmm. I want to deliver and and be good. If I'm coaching you and you tell me that 
um, you need help getting organized, right? Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, um, I can't just help you get organized. Like we're going to do even more. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Uh, perfection is out of the window, but excellence is the difference. So I don't operate. Mm, not perfection, not perfection, but excellence. excellence. Yeah. So I, like I think the counter to that mistake, it's important that we give that. The mistake is believing that everything has to be perfect. Perfect. But the counter to that is to not strive for operating in perfection, but strive for operating in excellence. Mm, I like it. I like it. So listen, you all, as you are launching, you're not going to get it perfect. And I think people got to realize that no matter how much time, energy, and attention that they put on, um, put on the thing that they're looking to launch or create, it's going to be terrible compared to how they're going to be operating and the way they're going to present it two years from today. Yep. So the first, I mean, I got, I got like the podcast to a, a good level first episode. Like, I'm okay, we got this camera. This is good. This is a nice angle. We only had one angle. <laughs> There's a nice camera. This audio is going to be a good solution. Let's go. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yo, this is good. And as I'm conducting the conversation, I'm like, yo, this is amazing. You got it right. 50 episodes later, I'm looking like, yo, this is, this is terrible. terrible. I'm talking about like audio, terrible. Crackling. Oh, man. <laughs> what? I mean, it just, it, it just sounded, I don't know, you hear the ruffling because we were using like lapel mics and you hear the ruffling, it's just... It just wasn't good compared to 50 episodes later. And then we upgrade and get multiple angles. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Episode 150, look back at those like, yo, this is terrible. What was that thing? Look, Black representation in media means the world to me. I remember watching Arsenio Hall and Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey. I remember seeing these black voices and I thought, you know what? I want to control a room like that. The next generation, however, of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, the reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Listen, black representation is important. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices uh, as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? Well, if so, I have some bad news. Mint's going away. It's shutting down. But here's some good news. There's an even better alternative. It's called Monarch Money. 
Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and are absolutely loving it. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, which is the top-rated personal finance app, it also has a built-in collaboration feature so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and much more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com forward slash social. And get this, Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint so you can keep all your tags and categories. And unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up and to customize and to use it all together, okay? Monarch is absolutely obsessed with constantly improving a product. So they actually release updates every two weeks and allow customers to submit suggestions so you can actually vote on requested features and you'll be able to see the product roadmap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash social. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash social for your extended 30-day free trial. Thank you. Like, why would I, it, it just, it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. And I'm fully prepared, fully prepared two years from today or even next year. We're looking at these episodes like, this is terrible. Like, this is what we went with? What kind of camera? <laughs> there a resolution on this thing. What were we thinking with these photos? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Moral of the story. Moral of the story. I think we got two points so far. One, for your product or service, do your very best to create a narrative, make it more important than most people think it is. Um, and it is it is important, but um, like I could tell somebody to build a podcast, but my it's my objective to create a narrative that you need a podcast. You need it. Mm-hmm. I tell people the podcast is just as important as an Instagram, more important. If I had to build both of them from scratch today, and I could only pick an Instagram or a podcast, I would probably pick a podcast because people get to know who you are and they get like longer form. It's not just your 60 second highlight clips, right? So like creating a narrative of the, I I did a, I was, uh, there was a presentation that, you know, they were raising money for, I think it was, um, dang, what was it? It was something really, really important. Maybe like, uh, oh, like sex trafficking or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. And they were like, you know, asking for donations. And actually, I think Neil was telling me, I think it was sex trafficking. And, you know, they start the presentation. And he was thinking like, I'm not going to give a whole lot of money like that. You know what I mean? Or, you know, as the presentation going on, he's thinking in his head, I'll give him 5000 towards it. At the end of the presentation, he wound up giving $100,000. Mm. And mad other people gave $100,000 to a cause but it wasn't the cause. What was it? It was the narrative. It was the presentation that was created, right? That forced him to come out of his pocket and give a hundred. I think five hundred gave a hundred thousand as well. Creating that narrative, making it like bigger than life, urgent, important. And uh, the second thing is, if you don't go to the gym at all, just go a little bit. So I do this training um, called Seven Figure Conversations. Right. The very first C is conversations. Very first C. 
And these are the elements that people don't realize are slapping them right in their faces. But the very first thing is conversations. What conversation are you having with yourself every single day? What conversation are you having with other people every single day? Right. So, for example, when David and I decided that we were going to go for our very first seven figures, our conversation changed. It changed drastically. We went from what small event can we do? What $20, $10, $40 event can we do to then every single day became accountability. Are you on your goal today? Are you on track for your goal today? What can I do to help you today? Right. And then the conversation that I was having with myself was more alignment with more in alignment with what do I have to do to achieve this goal today, not what I can't do or how far I am away from the goal, but what do I actually have to do? How do I position myself? So I want you guys to audit the conversation that we're having with ourselves. Number one, are you telling yourself that seven figures is far away? Are you telling yourself that it's impossible? Or are you first telling yourself that you are qualified, you are capable, you have everything that it takes? I have affirmations all over my bathroom wall. I read these affirmations to myself every single day. In fact, it started with those particular, well, they've, they've changed, evolved over time, but it started with this seven-figure goal that we had. I had to tell myself every single day the level of success that I was going to be. I decided. I decided how much success that I'm going to have. Then that conversation spilled over into the conversations that I'm having with friends. So that literally meant that I had to stop talking to certain people about my goals, like parents, like significant others, like friends, because our goal was so big. It was bigger than anybody in my circle had ever personally experienced that they couldn't keep up with that conversation. And having those kind of conversations with people who can't keep up, there's a whole lot of, well, what ifs? What if this goes wrong? What if that doesn't happen? What's your backup plan? There is no backup plan. It has to happen or it has to happen. Mm. And that's the conversation that I had with myself and with every single person. And it didn't even take us a year to hit a million dollars. I think it took me like eight months or something like that, eight, nine months to do it. When I became super intentional, it happened, period. I didn't know how it would happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I didn't concern myself with those details that I call trivial. I just got to work. I was having the right conversation. So that's number one. Got anything? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was two conversations that I can say drastically uh, changed the trajectory of like that particular year. I'm doing an interview and my boy Neil comes by and at the end they're talking about their course or whatever and we end the interview. And Neil says, hey, you don't do affiliates? And I said, what's an affiliate? Mm -hmm. He said, well, if they have a, a product or a service, you create like this, this affiliate link so anybody that clicks that link and buys, you'll get paid. So I asked the person like, yo, do you have an affiliate? And he said, yeah. I said, can I have it? He said, yes, but at the, at that point I'm surrounding myself with someone who has been making multiple millions for years. So he sees what I don't see, right? We're in an environment where it's happening. So certain conversations won't happen unless you're in that particular environment. There are certain conversations that you're having that are going to hinder you from hitting your goal. It just is what it is. And the second conversation, we were all in the mall. It was, um, me, Pushman, Mitch, Neo. I don't know why Neo's always there. Maddie J, him <laughs> five hundred, and I was super excited. This one month, I made a hundred thousand dollars, and I couldn't wait to share it. 
This is like the first of the month. And I like the, the previous month, I made a hundred thousand dollars between affiliates and like all kind of stuff. So I'm waiting for my moment. We're all here. You know, you got something to share. You try to you don't want to be awkward, but you want to share it, right? I'm like, oh wait, I'm in here. So I I found my end. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, shh, this month I made a hundred thousand dollars. And push me and Mitch, and not even in a not even in like an arrogant way or like even thinking about it. He said, that was your first one? He honestly, like, no, it was like just, oh, really? Like, you ain't, I, I thought you, I thought you been doing that. I was like, no, 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 I haven't <laughs> been doing that. Um, but their expectation of me was greater than the expectation I had for myself. I didn't know. Other people knew that I had something that I should have already been doing that. And nobody in this circle is impressed. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's your first one? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, man. You know, just hit it again, man. Yeah. And nobody's celebrating me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yeah. So I want you guys to get clear on this. The conversations that you're having to reach this goal need to be conversations that apply pressure. hundred percent. So when we get to work on this goal, David and I are going toward this goal and we got the same people in our circles, the Neos and, and the Mitches and all these people. But David was really like my right hand during this experience, like trying to get it done. And I remember that month that you did the hundred, mm -hmm. right? David didn't take the whole month to do a hundred just for the record when you did this. So David calls me. He's like, yo, what's up, sis? Um, it's like, I don't know, like the 20 something of the month. And he's like, yo, what's up, sis? How you looking on that goal? And I'm like, yo, I'm going to slide into this $89,333.33. And he's like, all right, you hit it yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. But the way I've projected these numbers to happen, I'm going to close out right at 89000 83. I'm sorry, 83, So he's like, all right, cool. Let me know if I can do anything. Last day of the month comes and he calls me and... He asks me, did you get it done? And I'm like, getting it done right now. Literally enrolling somebody into my program right now. I said, what about you, though? Have you gotten it done? He was like, oh, yeah, I hit 100 like a couple days ago. I just didn't want to say anything and discourage you. <laughs> so what does that do for me? What? The pressure has been applied. Oh, you hitting it days before the month closes out? <laughs> Not only did you hit it, you exceeded the $83,333.33. I thought we were going for a million, but you just upped the game and you're doing a little bit more. You're looking at 1.1, 1.2. Let's go. David applied pressure. So then my next month, I couldn't take the whole month to hit the goal. I needed to figure out how to get to the month, how to get to the goal as quickly as possible. So again, the conversations that you're having with yourself, the conversations that you're having with others, but you can't talk to, to small minds about big concepts and big ideas. Talk to people who can apply pressure, period. It's fun to talk to people who you're doing better than, right? Mm -hmm. It's fun to talk to people and you're like, I'm going to motivate you through this process by watching my process. But now is not the time for that. It's time for you to talk to and associate with people. What's up, family? This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all. I mean, jewelry that makes you look like the gym. Or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. I remember wanting the two-tone 
Rolex. It was beautiful. Jubilee band. I remember seeing it on TV. I remember seeing it on successful people. And what made me fall in love with it was the style, the swagger, the elegance of the person wearing it. Not even the watch. It was the vibe of the person wearing it. And I remember when I first got it, the feeling was incredible. I felt accomplished. These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, you got to go straight to eBay. When searching, just look for the blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal by visiting ebay.com for terms. That's ebay.com. People who are applying pressure, you hit the goal first and then you come back and motivate everybody else along the way. Biggest mistakes that I made as an entrepreneur, business owner, was being overly influenced by people that I respect. So there are some people in my life, I have a vision, right? And because they've been successful to a degree or more successful than I have, I let them influence my vision. So I have a vision. And if someone has been successful, looks at your vision and can't see the vision, and they say, well, I don't think that's going to work, but here's what I think is going to work. And I respect it because obviously this person has been more successful than me. But in the grand scheme of things, just looking back, I realized that my vision was my vision and my vision was perfect. And somebody, because they've went in a certain path and now I see, honestly, you know, no disrespect, but um, I've been able to accomplish a lot more than a lot of the people that I was influenced and let them change my business. Mm -hmm. But if you just stick to your vision, that's why when I coach people, and I don't do a whole lot of coaching, I'm never, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm always, here's some suggestions, but I always lead it with, now, you might have a vision of something that I don't see yet. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. Somebody might say, yo, I'm about to sell records. No more downloads, no more streams. I'm selling records and record players. Mm-hmm. From my vantage point or perspective, that's going to be tough. But it's always that person who has a vision that nobody understands, mm-hmm. that always that becomes the new thing. Who would have saw that everybody's playing records now? They like the little crackling thing. Who would have thought that the now NFTs and this whole industry? Who would have thought? I didn't think that. So I just I just had some people that whatever their idea was, mm-hmm. whatever their suggestion was. I'm going with that. Even if it goes against how I uh, see my perfect vision in my head. But then there's a balance, and I'd like to hear your perspective on it. There's a balance of being stubborn and enlisting the help of a coach Mm -hmm. and not wanting to listen to them because you just want validation for your idea. So that's a dance. That is. So I don't, you know, I don't honestly deal with that part a lot because like you, I don't usually try to steer people away from their vision, their big idea. So, and and that comes with qualifying my client as much as my clients should be qualifying me, right? Mm. So when we have a discovery call. I'm sorry, that outfit is dope. I'm thinking about it. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's real high. It's like high fashion. It's like a high fashion that. I got lunch later. So I wanted to, you know. It looks really nice. Thank you. I'll post a picture of it, you guys. By the time you see this, go back to my When I first saw it, it gave me a 
I don't, I don't know how to describe it. The pants are really 80-ish vibes, right? Because... You look eight. That's... I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's a real 80. Because even the jean... Yeah. It's like a... Denim? Denim is not jean? Jeans it's you different. wear on your body, on your pants. But this is denim. You mean to tell me you've never had a jean jacket? I have had a jean jacket. So what are you talking about? So I got on a jean corset. Yeah, there we go. Or a denim corset. Okay, finish your story. Okay. I just want to acknowledge you getting your flowers my fashion sense being off for 10 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. Uh, Anybody remember what I was saying? (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Oh, they're going to kill me in the comments. Okay. So I don't, I don't usually try to steer people away from their vision. I will accept, I will not accept you as a client if I don't believe in what you're doing. Mm. So that's just that. And then you go do with that, which which you will, because. (laughs) it's not too many visions that I don't really believe in Mm. that are operating at a high level Um, with that said though what I do though is help you to see your vision from different perspectives so sometimes you're just in your head Um, sometimes I have to bring you down so like if when you were in that space where you were looking at all these other people that you were admiring and making decisions based on them I would have discovered that and I would have said, hold on, like their journey is their journey. Let's figure out what your journey is um, in terms of that. But that's a really good one because we can get so many people are being distracted by the Internet yeah, and what they see. And you're doing the same thing right now. You're looking at somebody who is working and you hear this all the time. You can't compare your chapter 30 or your chapter one to somebody's chapter yeah. 30. And you don't know what's actually happening behind the scenes because you just see the highlight reel. You know, you might see somebody making a million dollars in a year, but they mismanaged money and spent 800000 yeah. and they only ended up with two hundred. but you were working hard and you ended up with three fifty. Who's really winning? Yeah. Right? So focus on your own paper. Dang, I think, I think it was John Maxwell. I think I talked about it before on the podcast. I think it was John Maxwell that I was uh, listening to a speech he was doing I think it was him. And he said, you know, they acquire companies, but in every scenario, after they acquire the company, the very first thing they do is fire the CEO, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to buy a company, the very first thing I do is fire the CEO. It's not like, oh, is he a good CEO? Is she, uh, what school does she go to? Let's find it immediately. We are going to fire the CEO because his point was, if if he if the CEO was doing their job, they probably wouldn't be here buying the company for pennies on a dollar. Yeah. They wouldn't be in trouble if the CEO is doing their job. So no questions asked, they ask them. So the question I ask you all is if me and Donnie were going to partner with you, would we have to fire you? Are we partnering with you because we see you as an asset and we want to be a part of that? Or are we partnering with you to save you and you're a liability? Mm. <laughs> and do me a favor. In this moment, right, just take out your phone and we'll continue to, with the uh, podcast. But write down three things that you have to realize that you have to fix about yourself. In terms of business, in terms of business, okay? Um, there's a bunch of things that we can correct as husbands, fathers, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, children of God, like mothers, like there's a bunch of things there, but we're just talking about business. What are three things that you have to fix about you right now, or you'll continue to struggle? 
So the next thing after uh, realization was affirmation. So affirmation. I think we need to, once we figure out the problem, um, tell me, Donnie, the line between um, holding on to reality and still affirming. Like, how do you do that? How do you go, once you realize a pro- problem, um, you know the problem, right? But you don't want to harp on the problem too yeah. long, right? So how yeah. does this work? I don't hold on to any reality that I don't desire to have. Mm. I just don't. I can't. It'll drive you crazy. Like, I don't have to wake up every day and say, this situation is bad. Because I am such a believer in affirmation, uh, it's important that I don't do that. Like, if you wake up every single day and you're like, this situation is bad, this situation is bad, this situation is bad, the situation will continue to be bad and you won't be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So once you've realized it, like, we got it. The situation is bad. Give now, me, on the example. other side, okay, of what? A bad situation? Yeah, 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 And how we transition to affirmation. Sure. So I don't have any money. I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Um, you know, I don't have any money to pay my bills. We got it. I don't have any money. You don't want to keep waking up every day like, dang, I don't have any money. Up mm-hmm. today, still don't have any money. So on one <laughs> side of your paper, you might be journaling. I don't have any money. This is what life looks like right now. If I don't start making money in the next 60 days, I'm going to lose my apartment or my house, my car, blah, 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 blah. On the other side of that paper, write down what needs to happen, what you actually want to affirm. I need a job that start that pays blah, blah, blah. I need to bring in clients that pay, blah, blah, blah. I need to make this amount in my business. So we talk to entrepreneurs. I need to make $5,000 next month in my business in order to get back on track financially. Okay, $5,000. I will make $5,000 in my business right now. That's what I will write down because every single day I'm waking up, that's the affirmation that I want to speak. I will make $5,000 in my business right now. Okay, cool. How do I do this? Am I properly set up to make this $5,000? Am I priced correctly? Am I selling like a skincare balm that's $10? That's a whole lot of customers that I have to get. Maybe I can do something a little differently. Maybe I should, instead of trying to sell the balm, maybe I can teach other skincare or people who want to start a skincare business. Maybe I can teach them for $500 how to create their own skincare product. Mm. That's a faster way to get to it. Okay, if I can teach for $500, how many people do I need? 10 people. Is it easier to get 10 people than to go get 100 orders? Yes. So I'm going to focus on the 10 people. Okay, in order to get these 10 people, how do I find them? Mm. I'm going to go into some Facebook groups. I'm going to go to some other independent product companies and see the customers that just really love their stuff. I'm going to go look at hashtags and find other people who are in this product line or in this industry. They're not doing it so well. It's something missing in their product. Can I help them? Can I shoot them a DM? Can I find 10 people? I need this money in 60 days. Can I spend the next 30 days DMing five people every single day? And get 10. If I DM five people 30 days, how many people am I DMing? 150. Out of 150 people, is it mo- is it likely that I'll get 10? Possibly. It's, it's more likely than me being stressed out trying to get 100, right? So I'm putting that together. Okay, so back to my affirmations. I will make $5,000 from my business right now. Okay, got to put a timeline on it. I will 
uh, I am attracting 10 customers that can pay me $500. I am attracting 10 customers that can pay me $500. I am qualified to help these 10 customers get the result that they are paying me for. Those mm. are my three affirmations. I'm rolling with it. So everybody, like, I really want you to like really think back of anything that you've done for the first time and your head is always scarier. You know, those people who they're so nervous to like speak. I used to bring people to the schools and they're so nervous. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say to these kids? And I'm like, yo, just tell your story and talk. Scare the kids. First time they do it. And then the second time you can't shut them up. You're like, yeah, we got five minutes. Okay, I got you. And you just keep going. You keep going because you get comfortable. What you, who you talking about? First of all, I wasn't on camera. Don't oh. be calling me out. <laughs> no, it all distracted right. me. Um, but the thing that you want to do is much scarier in your head. So what I would go with is underestimating the importance of understanding taxes. As an entrepreneur, we hear it. We know it's important, but we don't really do anything about it. Uh-huh. We don't really. Somebody might say, hey, put X amount of dollars aside for taxes. And you're like, okay, great. But how often do we actually do that? Like, we don't think about, we don't think about the importance of taxes, especially when you get to a, a higher um, threshold of income, they take half of it. Like every dollar that I earn. So some people are like, oh, well, let's say you make a million dollars. You can afford to pay $100,000 to somebody or, but it don't work like that. Like it's a million dollars taxed, state, federal, it's 500000 That's not including expenses. That's like, you make a million dollars, it's just taxed. The government wants half of that. They want half of your net income. So sometimes it's not a big, like some people say, well, you know, I made a few hundred thousand dollars, but taxes go into half of that and then you got expenses and then you wind up live, leaving with $50,000 for the year. But if, if I would have learned that, if I would have learned and been more cognizant about taxes early on, the way I operate will be differently. Mm-hmm. The way I look at income will be differently because now I have to ask, what is it going to cost me to make this income? Mm-hmm. And also, we I probably have a lot more real estate by now. For sure. You know what I mean? I, I would be spending money on the right things. I'd be writing things off because I understand the tax code. So for you guys, this I mean, you might be just starting your business and you're thinking, well, I mean, right, they can't tax. We're going to tax nothing, right? <laughs> Start learning it now. Start learning it now. Start yeah. learning the process now. But just like really dig into understanding tax because it makes you a smarter business owner. Yeah. And for clarity, understanding tax planning, tax mm-hmm. planning and tax strategy. We are taught to go to a tax preparer's office and file our taxes. H&R Block. That's all we're taught to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Places like H&R Block. Like we're taught that as early as high school, like that we're actually doing it ourselves. Some people may be taught about it earlier. But we actually start to do it around age high school. And it's just, hey, you made this money. You get your your little, uh, what are they called? Um, W-2. W-2s in the mail. And you go to H&R Block or you go to your uncle or your aunt who files taxes. They're tax prepare and you let them prepare your taxes. Yep. Find the kids that, that you can claim. That is the least important 
thing. And the only strategy we know is to find kids that you can claim. <laughs> that's the strategy. All right. Yo, that's it, the it, only strategy. People, it was crazy. Some people got that joint dialed in though. Oh, absolutely. That's the only strategy you know about, but it's detrimental because when you become a business owner, there are so many different uh, tax codes that you can leverage, wealth strategies that you can leverage to legally reduce your tax liability. And you should not be waiting on a CPA or anybody to tell you, you need to dig into that because what I've learned to your point for this tip number four is that not all CPAs and financial advisors are created equally. Mm -hmm. They are literally giving you the best advice based on their level of experience. So guess what? If you are working with that same tax lady who used to do your your taxes when you were, you know, working at, at in the restaurant mm-hmm. or at Six Flags and you've been with them all all your life, yeah. it's highly likely that that person, I found, had never worked with a seven-figure business owner before, mm-hmm. right? So the tax strategy that that person studied regularly, routinely, is very different from the ones that apply to me now. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're not only studying um, and understanding taxes, but putting people around you who understand taxes based on who you are as a business owner and, and your status as a business owner right now. 100%. And How do you? It's really important. I want to, I want you guys to understand that creating the narrative is the one, th- well, it's plenty of things, but it's one of the most major things you can do to actually blow up your business dresses. Why do you need custom-made pieces? Like you have to convince people how store-bought, they deserve more than store-bought rack off the rack gowns and things like that. Why is creating a narrative so important? Um, because that's the only way, you know, people are attracted to something. And we can, sometimes we'll see something that it, if we saw it, if we saw it, it wouldn't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. But because we see other people talking about it, we feel the need to input our opinion or things things of that nature. But I think for our businesses or our brands, the very first thing we have to do is we have to convince ourselves that this is a very, very important narrative that needs to be created. And we don't know why other people aren't talking about this. Mm. We have to really convince ourselves that this is like when you're selling, when I was selling my t-shirt brand, it wasn't, it wasn't like I want to sell a t-shirt and make $25. My objective was to convince people that if they wear this brand, their life can change. So we might have a product where we just want to sell it and we're saying, hey, you should buy this product. But if I believe that this product will create life change and how do you create life change with T-shirts and wristbands? Well, I did it. So we had to sleep as for suckers wristbands, right? And uh, I'm selling them for $2 or three for five. And, you know, some people will buy them, some people wouldn't. But my... When I'm talking and making the sale, it's like, yo, you need this wristband. It's like, well, why would I wear a Sleep is for Suckers wristband? And I would just explain to them that one, the brand is built for entrepreneurs or people that are willing to lose sleep to get what they want out of life. The second part is you need a constant reminder on your wrist. You don't know if this reminder will be the thing that will push you to push even harder. And it was that little heart. There was that little bit of extra that you did that creates all the difference in your life. So you might be at home and you'll be working and you get tired and you stop. 
but you look down at your wristband and that wristband might cause you to work for an extra hour. Now, what if that happens every single day? You'll have put in an extra 365 hours into your business. What will an extra, I'm talking about time that you wouldn't other normally put in, an extra 365 hours into your business, what would that create in your life? And I need an answer. Mm. If you're going to give an extra 30 hours a week into your business, how much more money would you make? Mm -hmm. So this $2 wristband is actually a business investment in helping you make millions. Mm. But I truly believed it. So now I'm creating this narrative that you have to wear. And yo, we've had thousands of people wearing these wristbands because yeah. once I told the story and mm -hmm. I kept telling the story and I kept the narrative, guess what you do when you wear it? And somebody asks you, sleep is for starters. We'll start, oh, this is my story. joint. It helps me. It helps me work a little bit harder. Like we can't sleep. We got to grind. And that's how I left my job. Yeah. I love it. And I believe Donnie gave you a peek into the next thing, which is the mindset realization, the mindset transformation, because now it's just not talking. It's at least thinking through a strategy on how to make this true. One of my, one of my, um, one of the ways that helped me when I get it. I know what's going on. Your business was rocking, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books, getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and much, much more. 25. NetSuite turned 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs or key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen, there's power in having organization in your business, having all the information in one place. With disorganization comes poverty. Trust me, this is an unprecedented offer by NetSuite. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash social proof. Question for you. Why do you want to learn a new language? Like, Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? Think about this. Right. Listen, you always wanted to learn a new language. Well, let me introduce you to Rosetta Stone It is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you really, really want to learn. Listen, I am looking to really dive deep into Rosetta Stone this year. I tried it. It's really, really fun because I always wanted to be able to reach a broader audience with my business. So we about to learn this Spanish. Espanol, baby. Listen, Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 different languages offered. So if you want to learn Spanish or French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Polish, 25 different languages offered. Also, um, it's fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. For one, there's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think 
in that language. It's a very intuitive process, meaning you pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. Also, speech recognition. The built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also convenient. Like I said, you can use it on desktop or app um, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You will get a lifetime membership for all 25 languages, for any and all trips and language needs in your life, lifetime access, all 25 languages, for 50% off, Rosetta Stone is offering you a steal of a deal. Listen up, y'all. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Social Proof Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Do it today. I was working at the Cheesecake Factory was I had my goal. I had my affirmation of what I was going to do. I'm going to make $100,000 a year. And I want you to write down this question. What has to be true? So... I asked myself, what has to be true for me to make $100,000 a year? And this is just like, this isn't like me actually doing anything. It's really just talking about exactly what Donnie said. What has to be true for me to make $100,000? Oh, well, I have to make $8,300 a month. Well, what has to be true for me to make $8,300 a month? Because if I make $8,300 a month, I'll make $100,000 a year. So if that's true, then that will be true. But what has to be true for me to make $8,300 a month? What has to be true is I have to make $274 a day. What has to be true for me to make $274 a day? Well, I have to sell 11 t-shirts at $25 a piece. That has to be true. What has to be true for me to sell 11 t-shirts? Just what Donnie said. Well, now that I'm, I, I, I have some sort of uh, plan or a goal, I can now strategize on how I'm going to make 11 sales every single day. Mm-hmm. This is the mindset transformation. We were actually just reading it in, in uh, Outwitting the Devil, where the, the biggest challenge is people don't think. Yep. You don't spend time thinking. We only spend time affirming. Mm-hmm. But we don't spend time thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's even a misstep between people who affirm and then act without thought. Because now we're just blindly running. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying don't act. And I'm not saying overthink. But I th- there there's definitely, for me, for me, yeah. the thing that got me out of the rut was me at least spending a little time every day thinking, thinking. of how this thought in my head is going to be true. Yeah. I think certain things you can attract, but you're not just going to attract millions of dollars unless you like, maybe you could manifest a winning lottery ticket. Maybe. So what do you think manifestation means? What do you think it means? Let's look up the definition. And why are you talking so soft today? (laughs) Let me see. (laughs) What do you think it means to manifest? You do have to talk louder though. Don't she... Is she low? 
First of all, you got a cold? I am talking the way I always talk. Don't start with me today because you're about to go down the line of trying no, to embarrass me no, and I will cut you. Manifestation okay? definition. Clear or obvious to the eye or mind. Okay. Display or show a quality feeling by one's acts, appearance, demonstrate. It's not even a real definition of this word. <clears throat> to manifest something means. <laughs> I don't think the culture created. To, mani- <laughs> <laughs> to manifest something means to make something happen, to make something certain, Right. And I still think you don't understand manifestation. You believe that manifestation is this dream that you can just dream and make it real. You say, oh, I want to raise $100 million and boom, $100 million happens. It's still faith and work together, Mm -hmm. right, in order to achieve the result. So to manifest something is simply a system in which you first have a thought that's followed by an intention or maybe the intention comes before the thought either way. But you have an intentional thought about something. This is what I would like to accomplish in my life. This is these are the things that I want to achieve. And then you maybe think on it over and over again. Maybe you write it down. Maybe you're somebody who journals and you're writing it down. And eventually it's like once you think on an idea long enough, you start to believe it, right? You start to believe that idea. You start to believe that you can have these things. You so start you can to manifest become, the belief. No, you, you, you have the belief, you create the belief, the belief happens first. So it's not even that you, you manifest becoming the person to act on that belief. So you have a thought, I want a hundred million dollars right now, today, what we have in place We probably don't have what it takes to get the hundred million dollars, but you've put that thought out there. The intent is to take this hundred million dollars and build a bigger, better clubhouse. Right Mm -hmm. now that we've put that out there. Now we have to start doing the work. Now we have to start now. Now the idea is here, just like it was for the clubhouse. The idea is here. We got to get this hundred million dollars, a hundred million, a hundred million, hundred million. Now what we're going to do is be so intentional in our thoughts that every opportunity, every new relationship we're going to be looking at, is this person a seed for this goal? And eventually, we will find we will begin to attract because the energy that we're putting out there matches the thought and the desire then we start to do the work the energy or the activity both all right let me read this energy is everything a manifestation is the public display or emotion or feeling or something theoretical made real Mm -hmm. manifestations origins are in religion and spirituality because if something spiritual becomes real it is said to be manifestation Mm-hmm. So it's so manifestation is a spiritual practice for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely connect because so all of this work that we do is spirit work. When you are believing for something in your life that hasn't happened yet, you have to have some level of spiritual understanding. Like we don't see God, but we believe in him emphatically. It's spiritual, right? We can feel his presence. We can close our eyes and we can feel like we're talking to him and he's sitting right here. We can feel like he spoke that word directly to us. This is all spiritual work. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Trying to do everything for too long. Trying to do everything myself for too long. So... In the beginning, there may be a period where you have to do what you have to do and you are wearing all hats. You're the marketer, you're the CEO, you're the COO, you're your CFO, you're your admin admin assistant, your troubleshooter, your janitor, right? Totally fine. But once you start generating revenue, um, it's really important. Once you've proven your concept, it's really important to get people 
on your team that can help you carry your vision forward. So I had the mindset for a long time um, that I could do it all, right? Because I'm gifted or experienced in a lot of different areas. So I felt like, well, I know how to do that. So I'll just do it myself real quick. I know how to do this. So I'll just do it myself real quick. And there usually is nothing real quick about trying to do everything yourself, (laughs) number one. So this thing that somebody else could have done for you in an hour, it takes you two weeks to complete because you're doing everything. So all these one hours begin to add up, right? Um, I also had the mindset of, I'll save money doing it myself. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, I'll, I'll save the money doing it myself. Why would I pay somebody oh, yeah. for something that I could do? Why <laughs> would I pay somebody a couple thousand dollars to write these marketing emails? You mean the ones that they can be completely focused on? Meanwhile, I'm trying to do it on my way to bed real quick, mm-hmm. sleepy, drained from the day, and I'm underperforming. Yeah. So if, if up to me, I would have built a team much sooner. And building a team doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be expensive at first. There are ways, and that's a different podcast. I think we talked about it actually um, maybe two or three episodes ago on how you build a team around you um, for little to no investment, but great reward still for the whole team. I'm trying to do everything myself, you guys. If you're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't need a team, right? but you need to start looking for someone to assist in a particular area. Yes. So some people are like, yo, I can't start my business because I need, I need a team. No, you do all that you can and you find one person who can take one of those things off of your back and it makes sense for you financially. And the, the goal is to make more money so you can find more people to take stuff off of your back so that you can go out and make more money. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of things that we just, as a team, we weren't executing on. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's because like we are we are reaching capacity of what everybody can do. Mm-hmm. So now let's continue to bring people on. Mm-hmm. Let's continue, not not all together, but there's one thing. There's always a next hire for me. I'm always thinking, what's my next hire? I think a second component to creating a narrative is to keep it simple. Mm. Yeah, you keep it simple. Sometimes you're overcomplicating the thought process. So sleep is for suckers, designed for CEOs who are willing to risk a little sleep to get what they want in life. Period. Can you see it? Is it something that at a point in time of your life you bought into? Like, you know, whether you do or don't today, it was very simple. Whether you agree with it or not, it's very simple. So even if you're a person who says, oh, not me, I get my eight to 10 hours and I'm going to get it. I don't believe sleep is for suckers. When you're talking to another entrepreneur who does, you're going to talk to them about that brand. Oh, yeah, I know this guy who has this brand and that's exactly what he does. That's not my thing, but that's what he does. Keeping your message as simple as possible. So when you're talking to people right now about your brand and your messaging, how long does it take you to communicate it? If it takes you more than 30 seconds to spit out what it is that you actually do, you are not creating a narrative. Mm -hmm. You have a monologue. (laughs) (laughs) right so keep it as simple as possible can you reduce your messaging down to 30 seconds have you ever had somebody hype you up to do something that you otherwise wouldn't have done yes you me yeah i know like in school where somebody was let's say somebody you heard somebody was talking about you and you're like man i ain't worried about them but your friend in in your ear they like 
What's up, family? Listen, a new year for many people means resolutions to save money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every single purchase you make with iBorda. iBorda is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average iBorda user earns 145 bucks per year. And that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Buy the flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been wanting to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Listen to me, family. Right now, iBorda is offering our listeners $5 just for trying iBorda by using the code SOCIALPROOF when you register. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play Store and download the free iBorda app to start earning cash back and use code SOCIALPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or Apple Store and use code SOCIALPROOF. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Yo, you talking about him? He said, what about you? Yes. You gonna let, hold on. You, you mean to tell me you, you going to let that go through school and, you know, like, you know, that one girl you've been trying to talk to, she going to hear that. She going to think you're a punk. Yo, everybody here going to think you're a punk. And then now everybody can talk about you. Then you're like, yo, you right. I can't let that person say that. Going to him right now. <laughs> when initially it was, ain't nobody worry about that. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you want to be that person that understands, this is the, the next point, you have to learn how to transfer belief. And it's going to be through you understanding how communication works. You've got to hit certain like buttons. There's this book that I've read, Changed My Life. It's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People because okay. it teaches you, yeah, yeah. It teaches you how to, um, how to communicate that inspires something in somebody else. So there are some people that you you can say something and they hear what you're saying. I say it, Donnie hears it. And they say, well, I hear you. You ever be talking to somebody they're like, I hear you. Talking to your spouse, I hear you, right? Which means they don't see it. But you've, you've said something to somebody where you start telling a picture and they're like, yo, I see what you're saying. And how did that happen? How did you say something and not only did they hear it, but they started seeing it. It's practicing the art of communication, being able to paint pictures with words. Yeah, um, no, yeah I, I think for, and that's for people that are going to have a staff. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to fulfill those roles yourself. Yes. Uh, even before we have all these people in this studio, we had the studio and I not only set up the recording, set up the, the guests, but I'm setting up the cameras. I'm in there an hour and a half early, setting up the cameras, setting up the mics recording, taking it home, editing it, and making sure that it's out on time. Mm -hmm. I did all of that. I was the right employee for me. 
Some of you, like, you're the wrong employee for you. Mm-hmm. Like, in what you're trying to do, you're not the right fit. You would probably fire you. Like, you're always late. You're always making excuses. You, you, you never execute. You're the wrong person. Yep. I believe you can for sure make your first six figures by yourself. You absolutely, you can make your first seven figures by 100%. yourself. I nearly did. You guys, when I was on my journey, um, I created my course during COVID, right? And I created my course during COVID while I had COVID, breathing on oxygen treatments. And I thought I was dying, literally didn't know because that's what the news was around you, right? Thought I was dying. And I said, what I have built right now will not sustain my mother and my daughter should I die. And I'm in, like, I had COVID for months. This was not like a quick thing. And I'm in my bedroom and I'm like, I got to figure something out because I don't know how long they're going to be able to survive off of what I had done. So I said, I can't work with my one-on-one clients right now because I'm sick. How do I package this up, put it in a course? We're talking about content. We're talking about no excuses. We're talking about doing what you have to do, right? So I am literally trying to figure out how to put this together. I'm mapping out my course. I'm putting everything together on paper. As soon as I get my voice back and I'm able to speak, I need to record the imperfections of it all. I live in a condo. It's very noisy. There's trucks and trains and everything, police sirens going by. This isn't working. I can't sell this. You know what I did? I went in my bathroom. I, uh, what do you call it when you? Poop. Soundproof. Oh. Shut up. I went, <laughs> I went in my bathroom. I laid a, I Googled first, how do you soundproof a, an open space? And there were some suggestions about going in the bathroom, putting pillows around your bathtub. And I have this on camera, like I shared it once before. I'm literally in my bathtub with COVID with an oxygen mask on my face. And I hit record because my motivating force at that time was making sure my mom and my daughter could continue to live their life for years if something should happen to me. I got it done anyway. So in that time, when I initially started my business, I was the tech team because I didn't have enough money to pay tech. We're in the middle of a whole pandemic. We're not spending money on team. I, had, I was my tech team. I figured out how to do my, my website. The same crappy website that's up today that's still generating seven figures. My website is trash. Okay. It's <laughs> It's trash. It's a picture from way back in the day. Who cares? It works and it converts, right? I was my tech team. I was marketing. How do I market this idea? I know how to market when I'm out and about. I know how to sell and make a whole lot of money from the stage, but there are no stages right now. So how do I sell right here from my bed? And so I start getting ideas about how to be marketable from home, how to run a home, a true home-based business. And I just started trying things. The better I felt, if I had a minute of an hour where the medicine was working and I felt good, I recorded a video. I then said, okay, this isn't enough. Let me take people through the behind the scenes. And you guys enjoyed seeing the behind the scenes of me building this brand, the struggles, my robe, my hair looking a mess, me in raggedy pajamas, whatever had to happen, we gonna get this course out. The content has to be created. We're not out shooting content in Buckhead and looking pretty with red bottoms on. We're right here at the crib. Y'all gonna see this thought bed that I have. You know, I got the thought bed. You got a thought headboard too? My, my headboard's so thought like. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking when I bought that, but it is what it is, right? But y'all gonna see it. I was never embarrassed to show the beginnings. I leveraged my beginnings as my content 
And that is my unique selling proposition. That's why I come across so relatable. I'm on the morning meetup this morning. I was getting ready. I sent Kay a video this morning, scarf on, hair rolled up. Post that in the Patreon. Let people see how Donnie Wiggins lives her life and, and operates her business. But your content has to happen one way or the other, period. So all this, my hair is not done. My hair not done. I got my hair done on Saturday. It's four days later. All right. My hair not done. We show up and we make money. Your makeup's not done. Show up. Your face breaking out. Show up. You don't know what to say. Say anything. This makes the difference. And this isn't just from 2020. Like this literally when I got on Facebook somewhere between 2008, 2010, this is on the other side of I had just lost everything. And here's this platform that allows you to just vent. Just say whatever you want to say. And I'm telling people like, because I have been known in my circle for being successful. How do you, how do you be, how, how do you create this massive amount of success, which was massive at that time for me? I was making like $250,000 a year, felt massive to me. How do you go from this person who has this amount of success? You're all the way up here. Everybody's celebrating you. Anytime I go to the reunions, it's like, oh, there she go. And then I have nothing. I lost my cars. I lost my home. I'm living with my mom. I'm sharing a bed with my daughter, my old childhood bed. Like, how do I show my face? What do I do? Am I going to let the embarrassment take control of me? And I decided immediately, you know what? Nobody's going to beat me to this embarrassment. I'm just going to put it out there. Y'all, I lost everything. Watch how we about to come up, though. Mm. And I took everybody through it as I'm thinking this through. I literally posted about my every move. Some of you guys feel like, oh, let me hold this to my chest until it's done. That didn't work for me. Sharing the journey and creating content that exposed the truth about what was happening in my life and what I was building. At that time, my first that business was a clothing store. You know, just sharing that journey is what really took it to the next level. So I want you to write down right now, what are three types of content you can create? Most of you won't have employees right now, so that part won't matter. What are three types of cre content that you can create that are relevant to your business model? Write them out. Is it behind the scenes content? Is it educational content? Do people, people love to see my behind the scenes, so I show it. They like to see David's behind the scenes, so he shows it. Is it your educational content where you're giving game? Here are the three ways that you do X, Y, and Z. Is it your motivational content where you're really empowering and impacting other people? One of my favorite types of content is agitation content. I love to agitate the crap out of y'all. I love it. I'm going to call you out in my content. I'm going to make you read this and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is this is it. Oh, wait, she's talking about me. My feelings hurt. <laughs> because I am going to agitate you to the point where you are going to make a different decision. You're going to make a change. What is the different types of content you can create? Write that out, period. The other thing is I want you to figure out the roles that you must play in your company. You don't have the money to hire anybody right now. Take it off the table. Don't ask me how we put a team together. That's not your mission right now. You're, you are your team. Say it with me. I am my team. I am my team. I am my team. If you know that, say it like you mean it. All right. So you are the team right now that's going to get you to your first half million dollars. Do you believe that? I don't feel like you do because nobody said you are. I am my team. And so I want you to write out the roles that you must play every single day. Are you your operations director? Are you your marketing expert? Are you your accounting and payroll person? Are you your content creator? Are you the expert? Write it out right now what has to happen in your business.
This is like real, real talk. You can literally go back on my page to 2020 where I made a post talking about just this. I am my everything. I am my everything. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now.